0: Drink it in, man. Touch down the Troy Lions, cornbread, 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 drink it in, man. kool-aid detroit kool-aid drinkers what is going on everybody it is a friday the end of the week an end of a hard week i'm sure for many of you out there listening i'm your host Derek Oker, here on the detroit kool-aid cast talking detroit lions and you know serving up that detroit kool-aid drink it in uh... so l- let's not mess around let's just go get into this today so on wednesday I kind of talked about you know preseason game one and gave some thoughts and there's you know some folks out there that loved my rant and, and my takes on Rod Wood, some people that had some issues, and I'll just give some shout-outs right now, a couple quick shout-outs. So at Larry, hashtag Lions for Life, hashtag one pride, hashtag welcome to the pride on Twitter. Larry Larry came after me for this take about Rod Wood. He was all like, had Rod's back and was trying to tell me I didn't know what I was talking about and how Rod Wood was going to fire Brad Holmes. And I'm like, Brad Holmes should fire Rod Wood. I don't need Rod Wood around football whatsoever. The fact that he's a team president and he's never been in the league... He never worked at any level, and he went right from, like, Martha Ford's accountant over there at Rodwood LLC to president of the Detroit Lions is absolutely crazy to me. And there, here's the thing. I got really no issue in, in some ways with him being president of the Detroit Lions. Again, you want to help out with the sales team? Fine. You want to maybe make some tweaks and try to sell more uniforms, more jerseys? Eh, Okay. You want to work on debits and credits all day? Not a problem. You want to help out maybe in the community and and make the, the team? No problem. Rod Wood, he loves to try to talk about the NFL draft coming to Detroit. Hey, you want to work on that as a side project to maybe get the draft here? No issues year deal with dollars and cents and all the behind the scenes and what whatever like I said on Twitter put him in a corner office and let him do whatever the heck it is that he would do in that role my problem is that he's always around football he's at practice he's at the draft he's talking about how he was loved being involved in the free agency meetings. And so me and Larry just kept going back and forth, and I I get Larry's point. Larry's like, he's the top of the organization, and he's trying to learn, and he wants to know about the people he hired. I get it, Larry. What you don't get is that Rod Wood, other than his local 8-10 to team Yahoo Fantasy Football League... He doesn't know football he doesn't need to know football he could be a fan of the team he can work high they can pay him you know tons of money from the Ford family to do the other things I talked about but I don't need his opinion on a defensive end rusher I don't need to know what he thinks about this middle linebacker I don't care what his opinion is on DeAndre Swift So that's my point, Larry. I'm not going to go on a big other rant, but I wanted to shout you out, and I wanted to say you you got after me. You're a loyal supporter of the show. Larry's always retweeting, you know, positive on my tweets, but here we went back and forth because he seems to love Rod Wood, and I got nothing against Rod Wood personally, but I don't need him near football whatsoever for the Detroit Lions. So, so that happened. Again, I, I get lots of fun, you know, correspondence with you guys on Twitter. You can find me at Derek O'Krie, D-E-R-E-K. That's the right way to spell it. And my last name, O-K-R-I-E. Um, always trying to get on there when I can. Like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm really a, a private guy, to be honest, a very quiet guy. But I do like getting on there, talking sports. And like I said, if you put something out that entertains me, makes me laugh, is interesting, I'll definitely give you the old RT, the old retweet. There's no question about it. But uh, lots of people are always hitting me up on there. I always have great interactions. And, and I want to shout out another great listener. And his name is Kyle Dahmer. I hope I pronounced the last name correctly. But Kyle recently, I mean... He donates monthly to the show. Kyle was like, hey, man, I love this pod. It's always fun to listen to. You're always bringing the energy. And he loved the Rod Wood rant. He loved the Calvin Johnson rant. He loves it when I get after it because, you know, to be perfectly honest... There's so many lion shows out there that'll put you to sleep. <laughs> I mean, they come on, they talk about the same four topics you hear about all day every day. They have the same bland opinions. They don't want to offend anybody. Their hope is that they can either work for the team or be on, you know, some media beat at some level where there's some big reporter. I don't wanna do either of those things. Why why would I wanna work for the Lions when then I can't watch and enjoy the Lions? Why would I wanna be a big beat reporter and come up with quotes and ports and stuff when I can literally just hit record and talk about the Lions here and do my other ventures, either with uh all the other groups I'm working with football wise, and, and still enjoy the game. I mean I'm perfectly fine doing that. So again, that's why I like to turn up the juice, have fun, again not trying to attack anybody personally. I don't have any big beasts with any of these people that I rant rave about sometimes. But I'm trying to entertain you, the listeners, and Kyle is all about it as well as many of you others. But I mentioned on the previous show, uh, one dollar, five dollar, ten dollar donation really helps the show in regards to equipment. You know, being able to bring you two shows a week plus my other podcast. B L E A V believe in lions on the Bleep Podcasting Network, and like I said, that's where those sponsors come in as well. Um, where we can um, have sponsors of the show that helps out a ton. So just want to say, Kyle, thank you, appreciate it. I really just appreciate too that you're a listener, you give great feedback, and that you are entertained by the Detroit Kool Aid Cast. Keep drinking it in, Kyle. Drink it in, man. Uh... Side of cornbread for you. Cornbread, cornbread. Make it a double. And Larry, let, let me give you a little Kool-Aid too, Larry. I mean, we need to get you off Rodwood's payroll, or maybe you guys are golfing buddies. I don't know what it is, but l- let me give you a little Detroit Kool-Aid, Larry. Drink it in, uh... <laughs> All right, so I got that off the top, but today's show, what I want to really do is kind of say, what's next? You know, we've got the Lions, you know, preseason game one under their belt. It was kind of ho-hum, in my opinion. I didn't get real excited about anything. Nothing really got me all flustered and upset. But we're heading to Pittsburgh, you know, game two. And, like, this isn't game two out of four. This is game two out of three. So there's only one more preseason game after this, a little break. And then it's It's go time. Um, so kind of where are the lines at? What can we expect? What what kind of should we be looking for as fans? You know, we'll just kind of work our way through that a little bit. Like I said, the way I work this show, i got a few bullet points. Try to give you guys some interesting opinions and go from there. So, you know, to me, the first thing that's kind of next is getting guys like Levi, a.k.a. Big Denim, number 75. Getting him. D. Swizzle, DeAndre Swift, number 32. T.J., Hawkinson, number 88, double Ocho, Derek Barnes, rookie linebacker in the middle, double nickel, number 55, and others. Getting them healthy. And when I say get them healthy, I'm not saying, you know, get them out and bang them around a ton in practice or put them out in this game. I got to see him against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What I'm saying is that I want these guys healthy overall. And yes, if they're healthy enough overall, I'd like to see them being worked through practice at whatever level the doctors feel is necessary. And then yeah, if they're ready and the coaches think they need reps and they need to be out there in either games or those physical practice situations, then go for it. But I've seen a lot of like, you know, a lot of great reports about Levi when he came out to practice. Blowing people up, wrecking shop, doing work. And, and what I like most about Levi, Onzarike, the second-round pick for the Detroit Lions, is that this guy stepped to the podium, and he just had a smile on his face the whole time. But, like, a smile from, like, a dude that's, what, 6'3", 315 pounds, whatever he is. Like, he's a big, monstrous dude, and he's fun-loving, and he loves football. I love to see all that. He just was like, man, I'm good to go. I appreciate the doctors. Fun getting out there with my brothers. I love playing with these guys. You know, I feel good. You know, all the stuff you want to hear. He just seems like, man, if he can put it out there on the field come Sundays when it counts, this guy's going to be loved by the city of Detroit and just be a a really fun player both on and off the field. I, I liked everything I saw from him and can't wait to see him really cut it loose. Here's the other thing. A lot of people hating on DeAndre Swift. Like, oh, man, he's just he's injury prone. He's never out there. Like, the dude, I don't know. Did he miss a couple games last year? I mean, barely used by that prior regime that didn't have a clue what they were doing. Dude had 10 touchdowns, like 600-some yards on the ground, two, three, 400 yards, whatever it was, passing, receiving. I mean, This guy's a ball player, so all you guys that are hating on him, he's, like, sitting out, you know, early training camp and the first preseason game because he's got a hamstring or because, like, every time I see Swift step to the podium or in his jersey, I'm like, this may be one of the best athletes, one of the most explosive players we've had here for the Detroit Lions. I mean, he's no nonsense. He says all the right things. He seems like he wants to play. So he's sitting out a few practices big deal, you know, when he starts missing like six, eight games in a season multiple years, then come find me, but I think they're really not only being smart to protect this guy, I think they want to unleash DeAndre Swift when it, when the, the games matter, I think they're going to let him lose, and people are going to be like, oh, damn, <laughs> dude's fast, dude's quick, <laughs> dude look better, much better than the year previous, and he was pretty dang good in his rookie year, and he was good in college, so... That's my take on Swift. But like I said, get these guys healthy, bring them along properly. But guys like Derek Barnes, I'd like to see him, you know, if if he's ready to go and if they think they need reps. Now, again, linebacker, you're getting a lot of contact. Same with running back. So I don't mind them holding him out, but I only got to see a little bit of Derek Barnes. What I saw, I loved. So I I would love to see them put him out there and – the more we see of that good player being able to get after the quarterback, the more you establish who this player is and uh, and, and get him used to the NFL game. So I'd like that. And, and when you're talking about uh, Mr. Hawkinson, I mean, I don't need to see much. I kind of know what he is. He put in a lot of work this this offseason at Titan University and whatnot. So if T.J. Hawkinson could just stay healthy, like, off the, f- you know, Healthy in general and then be good off the field without being too crazy or just getting himself in some issues. I think on the field, he's a heck of a player, um, does exactly what you want to do at the tight end position. But th- those are just four or five names that I came up with where I was like, man, these guys need to bring them along properly, get them healthy. Fans don't freak out if they're not out there in Pittsburgh or maybe they only play limited in week three. As long as they feel as good as they can, They know the scheme. They feel comfortable. The coach feel comfortable with them. You just got to have them ready to roll against San Francisco. I mean, uh, you know, that's where I'm at with these guys. Now, we're talking about Pittsburgh on Saturday. Word going around when I'm recording here is that you might not see Jared Goff. You're probably not going to see DeAndre Swift. You're not going to see TJ Hawkinson. um, You know, Michael Brocker's will be out. I mean, we're talking about these are the top names on the team. Whereas like I hear Pittsburgh is going to play um Ben Rothsberger. It's it's not been confirmed or not if he's going to come out there in a walker or if he, if he will uh if he will not be using his uh, you know, his uh his motorized vehicle they gets around in these days during the game, but no, I'm just kidding. Ben Rothsberger, I really liked him as a player. You know, he is very uh, old towards the end of his career. But Pittsburgh's no joke, man, with their receivers. Top three are good. They even got James Washington, who's wanting to trade now at number four. You're going to have to deal with with Najee Harris. I'm sure they're going to try to unleash him, get the fan base excited about him, both in the run game. And the Lions were not very good early on in that football game against Buffalo. Lots of little big chunks. People not getting touched till seven, eight yards down the field. We've obviously seen that the last few years, but don't let Najee Harris you know make us look like a fool on Saturdays is it was one of the things I got circled don't let Rothsburg get real comfy he should be a quarterback you can get after because he dang sure ain't mobile so you know he's gonna be back in that pocket and get O'Quara and Julian O'Quara and Trey Flowers and Austin Bryant get those guys to get after him and get a couple sacks with the first unit or two that'd be nice Um, The the other thing when you're rolling into a game like this, like, it's your first road trip with this new team, this new regime. So, you know, I I don't know you need to come suited and booted on the plane necessarily like they would for regular season. But you do need to kind of take it seriously. Like, hey, man, this is our first time going as a team into somebody else's venue. Like, let's go in there seriously and, and go in there to do some work. So... You know, the hardest thing is, like I said, this is game two out of three, and I was getting excited about it. Oh, man, in Pittsburgh. Maybe we'll get to see some of the other ballers a little bit more. Maybe we'll get a better feel for this team. You know, here talking to you um, late in the week, it feels like it's going to be a ho-hum preseason game. I hate to do it. I would love to serve up Detroit Kool-Aid, get you all excited. Drink it in, man. But to be honest, it's like – I. I don't know. I I just feel like the Lions need to protect themselves where they don't get shown up by Pittsburgh's first unit, you know, where Pittsburgh puts up fourteen points early or, you know, at halftime it's twenty one zip or something like that. That's what I would guard against. But you know, you're gonna get a look at the second, third unit. Again, I'd like to see more what Jamal Williams can do. Um, yeah, I like to see Perriman out there if he can play. It sounds like he he might be a guy that can go out there. Gimme more of St. Brown. I'd love to see him on the offensive side of the ball. You go to the defensive side, like I said, Sean Hand, Austin Bryant, Derek Barnes. I'd like to see a couple balls, maybe head uh, Mr. Okuda's way. And then Tracy Walker, man. I've tried to pump you up, I've tried to give you motivational speeches, I've tried to be in your corner continue to not make plays on the football I don't know what it is like maybe he can't do it or it's just not coming to him yet or the football's not finding him but even when he's around the ball he's not able to get those long arms on footballs and you know make any turnovers and it's really starting to frustrate me it really is so Tracy you still got a lot to prove man I'm hoping that maybe you can show out in a game like this and make a nice pick on a Rothsberger pass or or maybe you light somebody up and get a real big hit or, or something like that because I mean, this is basically our starting safety best player there on the back uh, back end at the safety position. I just don't see playmaking. I see him down covering people at least a step or two slow. I don't know. So, you know, those are kind of the players I'm watching. Like I say, you get out of this game, just playing another solid football game, win, loser, draw, keeping guys healthy, as well as, you know, some of the second tier guys. Like I said, I'm not as much worried about the very bottom of the roster as I am that middle tier. Like... The guys I just named off, whether it be Jamal. Like, like, can I see something from Elise Mack? Can I see something from a Darren Fells, the old man at Titan? Can I see something from, you know, those backup wide receivers? All this hype about Khalif Raymond or whatever. Or, uh, you know, can he make a play or two? You know, we'll see. So, I'm interested to see what happens on Saturday. Obviously, I'll be watching but I got to say I'm not too so excited when we're not going to get to see the players. But I'm telling you that could come back to be good because on that game Sunday 1 o'clock at Ford Field, the Lions could just show up with all their dogs ready to hunt, and, and San Francisco might not know what's coming. You know what I mean? We might punch them in the mouth multiple times and take that dub, and people be like, man, the Detroit Lions, when they're up and rolling, are fun to watch and got some playmakers You know, on both sides of the ball. That would be great to see. So, everybody, I'll leave you with that uh, Kool-Aid there before we take our commercial breaks. we got to get our great sponsors in here on the show. When we come back, I mean – I, I, I want to talk about what the Lions might do as cuts start to come and talk about kind of how they can add and make their roster better as well as what else other than the Pittsburgh game do we got to look out for as we head to the start of the 21, 2021 NFL season. Everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now... Most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, Franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your metal. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. What's the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody, we're back from the break. Thanks so much for listening to our sponsors. Really helps out the show as well as... Just thank you for being a listener to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I really appreciate it. I'm your host, Derek Ocreate, once again. And let's go ahead and, uh, before we get into, like I said, what happens after Pittsburgh, when the roster cuts come, I got to do one other topic, kind of a news and notes that I didn't say. The Detroit Lions let go of Don Muehlbach. I mean, the guy's been here his whole career. 40 years old, 17 some years is a long snapper considered basically the best long snapper in the game and the Lions just let go of him all of a sudden so I may have mentioned it briefly on my Wednesday show but that's been the talk of the town Dan Campbell kind of apologizing for letting him go on his 40th birthday now I didn't understand that Dan Campbell didn't know it was his 40th birthday there were all these pictures out about him in the locker room with the rocking chair and the big 40 I don't know how Dan Campbell could have missed that throughout the day but he seemed to sort of indicate either he didn't know, or like I said, it's almost a matter of you just don't care at that point, They it was time for him to go, and they needed to do some other roster moves, might be as simple as that, but uh, very, very interesting, again, I don't feel like it's some big impact on the team, it's just more of a sentimental, hey man, guy was a good dude, been here around here for a long time, kind of expected him to be the long snapper again this year, but... You know, just kind of a surprising thing that the Lions have been dealing with. And they got a new kid in there, 27 years old, from Notre Dame. You know, we'll see what he can do. As long as he doesn't put it over the head or skip anybody, skip any snaps back to the kicker or punter or whatever, I'm good. I'm good with him. I don't even know his name, but uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I I wish I had that drop. It doesn't matter what your name is, but I don't think I do by the rocks. So, um, you know, I I guess let's just – you know, let's just say he's not, uh, not this. You overgrown 500-pound bag of monkey crap! <laughs> Let, let's hope, uh, you know, the new, what, long snapper for the Detroit Lions is 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 not a 500-pound bag uh, of monkey crap, and I don't know. I mean, I just, just hope he's, uh, he's good, decent, you know what I mean? Like, uh, just doesn't kill us, you know, that that would be helpful. Most of you know I'm 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 somewhat stalling here to look for my pretty, 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 pretty good drop. And I can't find it, so it doesn't matter. But uh, you know, hopefully the you know, this guy does well and we have a new long snapper and all is well and thank you, Don Muehlbach. you know. Um gonna go ahead and move on in his career. I, I could see him playing for another team, but if he rides off into the sunset, I think that's plan- you know, as Dan Campbell said, it's time, so Again, I may have mentioned that earlier, but I just want to throw it out there again because it's been the big talk this week for the most part. The big talk with the Lions about the long snapping position. Yeah, That's frustrating in itself, but let's get into some more interesting topics, and it's simply this. So the Lions have to trim their roster down here shortly. I think they went from 90-some to 85, so only had to get rid of a few guys. You know, no, no notable names. I'm still kind of surprised by that Dunbar release. You know, he must really have some personal issues. That was kind of a bummer. You know, nothing else is really jumping out to me. Some backup tight ends, you know, left, a corner, you know, they got in the big car accident, you know, uh, left, things like that. But pretty soon they're going to have to trim down. You're going to see some of these guys that... You don't really realize that Lions are basically cutting half their roster here in a week or two, you know, going from 90 some down to the four, uh, you know, 53, 55, wherever it's at now. So you're going to see some interesting names gone, but here's the thing for Dan Campbell and, and Brad Holmes. It's like these guys need to improve this roster. Now, I'm going to give Brad Holmes some credit as well as question him on something. So, Brad Holmes seemed to do well with sort of, you know, bringing this roster together. I think he did really well in the draft. I think he added some intriguing pieces, but he also has been pretty stagnant. Like, you know, there haven't been a bunch of huge cuts with players out there that have been let go yet. But, I mean, he jumped on Tyrell Williams real quick, and he he brought in a few other guys here and there. But, I mean, he hasn't been churning over the roster left, right, and center like the former regime did, which is probably a good thing. But, you know, I would like to see him be kind of aggressive. There's definitely gonna be some guys like, go that are better than people on our team. Like I don't know, Jelani Tabai. <laughs> I mean, can we please get him out of here and get a linebacker that can run, hit, and tackle and diagnose plays? I mean, we've seen enough. Everybody's seen enough. We tried to, I tried to hang in there a while with this guy. I thought he was gonna come along. I thought that he showed some things, and instead, it's like he's slow. He can't read. He even has a hard time tackling unless it's right in front of him. Um, it's it's just over for this guy. It really is. So I guarantee there's going to be a better linebacker out there that you can go get than Johnny Tavai. And same with other positions. Like these guys always talk about, oh, we're always looking to better our team. And, you know, Dan Campbell talked about guys that are ones or twos, might not even be on this team when it's all said and done. And, well, okay, well, show me. Like, Let's, let's go out and either pluck a guy or trade for a player or snag a guy that could really help this team. And a lot of you out there are probably saying, well, all right, Oakley, give me some names. Well, unfortunately, I don't have any names for you, but when people do start getting cut, I will do my best to to pull out you know, a handful or two of names of guys that I think can come in here and replace certain players or be better than or add to depth or whatever it may be. And I hope... Brad Holmes is the same as well because he's been kind of silent on the old waiver wire. You don't hear much, you know, rumor innuendo about things he's doing. But I think it's kind of time to start bettering this roster or make a trade to bolster a position. I don't know, like safety, where we got like one or two guys, and I'm not even sure about those one or two guys at this point. Like that might help. You know what I mean? So, We'll see what he does. So definitely look for the vets, you know, that get cut. And one thing I'd like to see is maybe take a chance on, like, a younger type player with some upside that might become available. Like, one of the guys at USA Today, Lions Wire, put out an article about what if Kelvin Harmon, the receiver, got let go from the Washington football team? Like, this is a guy that I loved in the draft process, what North Carolina State, I think. He was a really kind of go up and get it big bodied almost like a i think people compared him to like julio light you know when he was coming out and he's just he got hurt early he hasn't had a chance but like if a guy like that or just a younger talent whether it be at safety wide receiver tight end linebacker you know those are the kind of positions that would need a a bolster or even an upgrade in talent so Take a chance on a guy. Maybe a guy's two, three years in the league and been hurt and just team didn't have room for him and they cut him loose. Well, a great landing spot right now for any of those players or for people in general is the Detroit Lions. (laughs) Because we got lots. We're the land of opportunity. We got lots of open spots. I mean, come on in and give it a try. Is kind of what we're doing here in 2021. Yes, we want to win ball games. Yeah, I hope we uh, will surprise some people, but we're also looking for talent. We're looking towards a future. Even Dan Campbell was recently quoted as saying, we're going to do all we can to try to better the team long-term, as long as it doesn't like tank us now or totally make us uncompetitive. That's probably how he said it right now. They don't want to be non-competitive, but if they can do something now that help them a year two, three down the line, they're going to consider that strongly. So... Show me, you know, and again, this goes back to Brad Holmes, you know, you, you made the big Stafford trade, you made a few acquisitions here or there, we'll see how they turn out. We're still kind of waiting for that next big move that moves this team forward. I mean, yeah, you can just sit on your draft picks and say, well, next year I got two ones and the rest of my picks, the year after that I got two ones. Yeah, we get it, you can make some major hay with those picks and, and, and increase the talent on this football team. what about now? You know, are you bold enough to make a trade if it doesn't kill your salary cap? Are you bold enough to go out there and get a premier talent, even if it costs you second, third round pick? But it's like, hey, it doesn't matter. This guy's going to be a great player and I can re-sign him and he can be here for two, three, four, five years. Whatever. You know, um, most of those guys you trade for, you're looking for like that two to four year window. They come in here and really help you, whatever position it might be. So... I'm really intrigued if they can do that. And as I take you on this journey for kind of what's next, it's like, all right, so the players will tell you, hey, I'm just looking to the next practice. All the fans, we know the next thing on the docket is kind of this game against Pittsburgh. Brad Holmes and his team are looking at, all right, when's that cut date? I wish I had it in front of me, but I know it's after the second game. you got to go from – 85 down to like 60 ish or whatever it is, and then that last week there's or I think the NFL moved it. I think like towards the end is when it's just a big cut of like 20 or 30 guys. I think that's how it works. Again, you would think I'd have those details in front of me, but life is hectic and busy, so you can definitely go on the old Google machine and pull that up if you want some actual specifics on it. But so in the next couple weeks, <laughs> they're gonna cut anywhere from gosh, they're gonna cut about 30 football players. You know what I mean? So. My thing is, I guess we're just going to learn more about what Brad Holmes and them are looking for. Uh, there's going to be a surprise or two. I can't tell you who those are going to be at this point, but we will, you know, we'll get a better pitcher after this next game or two. So, so Brad Holmes and his team are looking at like, all right, we not only we got to cut down, but all these other teams are going to be cutting down. I really hope. He has his finger on the pulse, knows what he's looking for, knows what can help him because, like I say, every year there's guys that get cut where you're like, man, he could instantly help the Lions, and the Lions never go after him. They let him go to Baltimore. They let him go to Pittsburgh, New England, you know, Tampa Bay, wherever, Kansas City, all these teams, and they always end up playing pretty well. So we got to be on the front end of getting some of those talents that get cut loose. I have faith in Brad Holmes. I think he can do that. There's no question. But – it's going to be go time in a couple of weeks to be able to bring in guys. And I'm not even worried you bring in a guy. Hey, it takes him a little bit to get up to speed on the scheme or Hey, maybe he's nursing an injury. That's all right. Cool. We'll just get you. You chill out when you're ready to go, we'll bring you on and we're willing to play the long game. If, if for the right player in the right situation, I'm all for all that. So like I said, his team's looking for players the next couple weeks Who's better? And sometimes on an NFL roster, it's literally like this tight end is better than our third, fourth tight end. Go get him. That's going to help your overall team, and these guys that get cut loose are not going to cost you big dollars. So any increase you can get in talent or depth or production or youth is going to help you, and it's something that I think is very important to team building. So we'll see what Brad Holmes does there. And then after that, like I say – uh, Dan Campbell, he said, Dan Campbell, Dan freaking Campbell, he said two great things recently. He always says great things. But he said um, he trusts Brad Holmes, and Brad Holmes usually brings a player or, or a transaction to his attention. If he has any questions or issues, then he they go to the position coach. Same thing. That's all fine and well. But Dan Campbell said he trusts Brad Holmes, and if Brad Holmes has to make a decision quickly or can't run it by him, he's cool with it that's great to be able to have that type of trust. And, and like I say, Brad Holmes is doing that out of courtesy. He knows what he wants. He knows what he wants to go get anyway. So you shouldn't always need the stamp of approval, you know, from eight different sources kind of like as long as they're somewhat on the same page and the GM thinks this is a good player and he's not a total non-scheme fit, go get him and, and bring him in here type of thing. So he so he did that. And Dan Campbell also is so transparent about who's going to play, who's not, what they're – what their, um, you know, reasoning and, and thought processes on things. He's like, basically game two, game three, I'm going to kind of play my players similar. So that doesn't mean like if Goff and all those big players sit out this week that they're going to not play next week. But he's just saying like I'm not going to really ramp up the reps or like take guys out completely. Like I need to be able to roll and due to their injuries, he's going to have to play some players that he doesn't want to play because you got to have bodies out there. So I think the next couple weeks you'll just see sort of decent um, amount of playing time for the team overall hopefully keep everyone healthy like I said you're going into that um, third preseason game you're usually in a keep them healthy don't play mode but again you got the extra week so to me I mean I want to keep my guys sharp too as long as I'm not going to just expose them to unnecessary hits left right and center so I would still look to maybe take the third game and play starters and people like he did in the first game series or two, get them out, flow the games going well, you know, leave them in, let them do their thing. And like I said, then it's just put them in bubble wrap, get them off the field, and then what can they do for that week and a half, whatever it is, until you really boot up for San Francisco. And for me, that San Francisco game, gosh, we're talking about leading up to it. That, that game just has so much intrigue because when you look at San Francisco's roster, man, they got some really good football players on both sides of the ball. I mean, their receivers are going to be hard to deal with. George Kittle's real tough. Um, their defense, I mean, you're talking about Bosa and, you know, the linebacker, War- Werner, I mean, he's a beast. You got um, You got really good monsters everywhere, but in that same vein, for some reason it doesn't feel like an – unwinnable game a lot of people that I've seen national media otherwise there's some sneaky people taking the Detroit Lions in that game so I think you just really got to have your team totally healthy as I talked about to start the show yes you got to get them reps because you can't just come up week one and think you're gonna oh I'm gonna go 100% now you got to ramp yourself up that's what preseason training camp is for and again a lot of people don't take into account all the crazy hard work that goes into these practices. I mean, these guys are out there busting their tails in practice. So if you don't play in a preseason game, it's not like you're not working. You know what I mean? So they are ramping up, but come that first game, man, it's going to be Dan Campbell and his coaches are going to have to be on the same page. They're going to have to find a way to play tough defense and put points on the board and then maybe pull out a player or two that's going to help put you over the top, whether that be a trick play, an aggressive decision in some sense. But I know all of us at Fans are just like, what What's what are we looking for going forward? We're all really looking at San Francisco. The 49ers at Ford Field, fans back in the building, fingers crossed, lots of craziness going on, but I'm not getting into that because I don't want to go backwards here in this situation. I just want to be excited, be at that game, be tailgating, enjoying it with the fans as well as... NFL football is no joke, man. Any given Sunday, you can win, you can show up, make plays, and it would be just awesome for the Dan Campbell era to get off to a W, a thrilling victory in Ford Field. Fans are dancing in the streets after the game. So I know that's what we all got our eyes on, but when you look at it, it's Pittsburgh this week. Looks like they're going to try to keep a lot of people healthy and get other guys up to speed. Then you got roster cuts. How are they going to improve this team? What, you know... Two, three, four players are going to get cut. That we're like, oh, oh, (laughs) didn't see that coming. Or okay, what are you going to do now? And see if Brad Holmes does, you know, make some uh, aggressive cuts, but then also some aggressive additions. Whether it be just picking up guys off the street that get let go, or trade, or who knows? You know, this team needs an infuse of talent at certain spots. There's no question about that, and. But we don't know what they're going to be. I think the Detroit Lions are going to be one of the biggest wild cards coming into the season, especially if they don't show much these next couple weeks, because nobody's counting on them at all. And I think if they're all healthy and they're got this juice and the coaches are motivating them and they're excited, they could just come out and be one of the more fun teams to watch here in the first few weeks. And people then, after like week four, will be like, "Look at these Lions! Got some Ws. They're fun to watch. They're exciting. They're aggressive." Uh, That's kind of what I'm hoping for. So, again, one step at a time, Pittsburgh game, cuts. You know, you got the third preseason game, keep people healthy, Brad Holmes and his staff, maybe make a trade, maybe get aggressive and bringing in players, Um, get everybody healthy, get everybody working hard in practice, get a good game plan, and then we will all see you at Ford Field against the San Francisco 49ers. So, everybody, My glass is empty. That's all the Detroit Kool-Aid I got for you this week. Drink it in now. I thank you so much for listening. Find me on Twitter. Hit subscribe. Share this with a friend. Go visit our great sponsors. I really appreciate it. So everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Have a great weekend. And I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Cornbread! Drink it in, man. Pack the bags! Start the plane! This game is over! It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man!